With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's Deli It's Lucas Moura. Oh, they did it! I cannot believe it! Lucas Moura with the last kick of the game! Oh, there it is. And welcome to the Vast Side Spurs podcast, coming to you all the way from the Vast Side Arms. Joining me tonight for a celebratory drink and a chat, we have Mr. Brown. How are you doing, sir? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Someone forced me to drink 17 litres of hazy IPA yesterday that I put on keg with, uh, with, with four other people. Cigars. Uh, the neighbours know all about who plays Wednesday, by the way, and uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, removing flares from my ass. <laughs> so, I mean, part of that sounds good. Part of that sounds quite painful. I'm not sure I would have wanted to participate in that, all of the activities. No. That's why. That's why I'm sounding like Barry White today, because uh, yeah, a lot of singing, a lot of drinking. Well, I can't work out if you're, that's a smile or a grimace now. And I, now I want. I realise why. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of pain. <laughs> also joining us tonight, we're joined by Rich Aiden. Rich, all right, mate. Yeah, I think I don't think that's a smile on Lee's face. I think that's the rictus grin of somebody that's desperately trying to hold his guts in the day after. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I did. I did do a barbecue as well. So I think you might be right there, Steve. <laughs> yeah, all of that in one day. I mean, fucking hell, you were busy. Did you actually have time to watch the football with all, with all that going on? There was a game on. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll don't worry. We'll cover the salient details for you, just in case you missed anything. Um, so we're also joined by Tom Mitchell. How are you doing, sir, Tom? I'm very well, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Hey, you, um, good weekend was it for you as well? Yeah, I'm probably feeling a bit healthier than, than Lee today because I, I actually did all my drinking on Saturday night and uh, spent yesterday feeling pretty pretty rough, managed to raise myself for the game. Um, but uh, other, than, other than that, I'm kind of on day two of a, of a hangover. The wife and I actually went went at it pretty hard in the pub on, on Saturday night without planning to. And uh, That's an unusual place to go at it, <sighs> I must say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we each to their own. We're <laughs> what the pubs are like where you are. Say. Yeah, where we are out in Hampshire these days, it's a bit different out here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and 
yeah so day day two of a of, of, of the kind of hangover you get when you're in your 40 when you're in your 40s um but uh a lot better than i was yesterday but as i say yesterday i had a lot to cheer me up otherwise and and uh kind of keep drag me out of that hangover rut for for a good two hours or so and beyond actually i couldn't stop grinning afterwards superb superb well let's get into it then um just the just the one game well probably one of the, one of the big games to talk about because i'm sure we'll talk about the other game a little bit but um yeah so last game of the season playing against norwich um Despite despite the pre-match sort of speculation around, um, you know, outbursts of um, viral infections and all sorts of food poisoning and all sorts of malarkey and bollocks that were being spread by the likes of even Gary Lineker that was being taken in by all of this. Um, you know, we, we managed to um, field an unchanged um, team. Uh, Lee, were you, were you actually surprised by that? Because I don't think, you know, there was all this crap that was being circulated in beforehand. No, no. I mean, I think quickly we, a lot of those rumours were, were put to bed, weren't they? And uh, people had uh, egg in their face. Um, but, uh, the, I mean, the only slight change was that actually Kulisevsky was uh, fully fit to start, wasn't he? Because uh, in the previous game, he came on after about 70 minutes, but he, he, was, uh, he came on you know, from the beginning. And uh, looked fantastic. I mean, you know, these days it's uh, you don't really need to predict Conte, do you? We we know what he's going to play. He plays a consistent team all the time. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it should be. That's how, pretty yeah. much how we like it, really. You know, yeah, you, you play, play your best team unless you're um you know unless you're forced to um to make changes. Um, I'll, Tom, I'd ask you how your pre-match nerves were, but uh, you know, you probably just feeling lucky to to be awake. <laughs> That's it. I managed to uh, get get rid of the nerves the night before, like you say. In the... but um, yeah, it was. It's it's such a. It's quite refreshing just seeing that kind of reliable team team news without kind of yeah very very few surprises these days. Unless there's um, I, I mean I think before the Arsenal game we had the the Romero news quite late, but you know obviously that's something that that couldn't be uh, couldn't be helped. Um, but but there's very few in the way of odd changes or or, or like the manager yeah. We we used to over the last couple of years having a manager who likes to make a point or, or almost like tries to be controversial with some of his uh, team selections, and it's just so refreshing now to have a, a consistent team that's playing in a very predictable but very effective way, where everyone seems to know their role. So yeah, another another game, another predictable team lineup where everyone just did a job and uh, we got what we needed out of the match. Hundred percent. I mean, as I said, I said we were going to talk about one and a bit of matches, and you looked at me a little bit like what. But at the same time that uh, that's, that you know Spurs announced their their lineup and you know and we're we're in a we're in a race bearing in mind for um, the top four uh, although you know we held the cards at this point but you then see Everton's lineup prior to the game and they've dropped um, Pickford in goal there's no um, Richarlison neither of them are even um, in the squad. Coleman uh, is dropped, I think, to, he was on the bench. Mikolenko, who was their first choice full um, uh, wing back or full back on the other side, also on the bench. There's no Fabian Delph in the squad. All, all of these players that actually, you know, if there was a need to get a result, would have figured, um, were suddenly, you know, were suddenly dropped. And 
you knew that like I mean we'd, we'd kind of said this for quite a while that you know we really wanted Everton to to be in you no know, you know needing to get a result because we knew that they'd kind of roll over and a lot of people are like no 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 they'll be they'll be really professional about it they'll you know they'll they'll want to go show a bit of pride and everything and you know I, I don't think Lampard like could hardly contain well you know he, he wasn't bothered by the result you know he, he showed no um no remorse or no uh you know shame or anything like you'd, you'd think he'd be pissed off by the fact that they just like we got smacked in that game but he, he didn't really because you know I feel that if we hadn't approached the game the right way then we could have been in trouble so I thought you I know thought it was go on sorry cut across you Steve, but I thought it was outrageous actually to be quite honest with you because the team selection there um w- was not in the best interest of the game overall what possible reason does he have to rest all of those players apart from basically bending over for Arsenal in the hope that something might happen for us and then he can be Mr. Popular with his ex-Chelsea mates? Um, and Awobi concedes a penalty. Yeah. Do me a favour. Yeah. That, 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 that just stinks. I think yeah, it goes I away mean, at the end. There's... Go on, Tom, sorry. Sorry, I just said at the end, the way Lampard just kind of shrugged his shoulders and grinned about it. You know, like, can you imagine... You know, imagine imagine Ferguson or or, or any other kind of the, the modern great managers losing five one in a game and not being absolutely furious about it. Yeah. You know, he was mm. just he was just like, well, you know, what are you going to do, kind of thing. Yeah. I wonder if you know, <laughs> last game of the season, at least some of those players that were dropped are going to be sold. No, uh, didn't want to risk injury to any of them. You know, the club may need the funds, they might need to move them on. That would be the only non-conspiratorial reason I can think to drop any of them, but certainly not all of them. I have to admit, I wasn't surprised after the midweek game, you know, when, mm. they, secured their, when they secured their status and you saw that in, um, you know, the celebrations. I thought, that's it, they're going to fucking roll over. And I expected this sort of thing to, to happen, you know, so it was no surprise. OK, well, so we'll, we'll go back to, we'll, we'll come back to that in a little while because I do, I do want to come back to that in a little while. But, you know, as you know, as a start to the game, I thought we, we started the game well. Um, you know, and we... I, I mean, I, I was kind of a little bit nervous in the build-up to the game, certainly after seeing the Everton um, lineup because it, it felt like then there was suddenly a little bit more pressure on us to, to ensure that we probably, uh, you know, got the win and we couldn't afford any mistakes now, um, knowing that there was no way that that Arsenal were going to lose to that Everton side. So, um, yeah, slight nerves. And then, obviously, I'm aware that, um, you know, the players and, and the manager and everything can't hear, the, the you know, the commentary that we hear. But all I mean, I don't know what streams and what you were listening to but or watching, but the commentators were just like, oh, you know, it's, it's there for Spurs to lose. It's all on Spurs. It's you know, trying to, put, like, pile pressure on them and build it up into something that was going to be like, well, you know, if Spurs drop it now or lose it now, it's going to be this massive, this massive deal that they can, you know, that they can talk about and roll out the whole Spursy bollocks and everything like that. So it kind of, it does build that sense of nervousness uh, prior to kickoff. And I thought we started the game really well. Lee? Yeah, I, to be honest, I, um, I wasn't nervous at all in the lead up to it. Because, I mean, it, if you could 
we said this in the WhatsApp thread, if you could pick a team that you wanted to play on the last day, it's got to be these. And even the Norwich fans, uh, are, you know, were chatting about um, they, some of them, like they didn't want to turn up to the game. How many are they going to get beaten by? So I felt fairly confident. I had a few nerves before, just before the game, as you as you as you would. But um, but it was a fairly surreal experience for me because um, we were watching the game on a stream. Um, and we were about two minutes behind. So one person had a phone with the scores coming through yeah. and you could just see in their eyes all that time what you know, yeah. something was about to happen here. And occasionally the cat got out of the bag and we were celebrating before the goal. Yeah. And every time someone attacked the goal, we thought it was going to be that and it wasn't. And it was yeah. so it was quite funny, actually, yeah. overall. But but by the, you know, I sort of jump ahead a little bit. But by the time we got to two, I was like, ah, this is done and dusted. These are these are these are not at it at all. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And my my stream was probably a minute or so behind my um my Sky notifications on my phone, which meant that I really probably only celebrated one one goal. Um, With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In terms of how it went in, but yeah, you know... Uh, Really pleased, um, like with the, with the way the game went and how it was controlled. Tom, what can what can you remember of the ga- game, Tom? Uh, you know, any any nervous moments at all? Happy with um, the way we started the, the first goal and everything? Yeah, I mean, he, I was I was I was actually really nervous beforehand. I was I was feeling pretty chilled in the build up, you know, throughout the week. I mean, I think after the Newcastle Arsenal game. Um, you know, when that game finished, you're there kind of thinking, yeah, we've, you know, that's it. We're in the Champions League. But then as the days pass going up to the final day, all the permutations are going through my head about, oh God, what if we do mess it up? What if we do mess it up? I ended up convincing myself that we were going to mess it up. And, um, and I think it was even, again, it had, to, it had to get to three nil for me to actually start relaxing and, and kind of enjoying the match. I had it on a stream, which was probably about a minute or, or two minutes behind. Um, and whenever I do that, I just have to put my phone on. Um, do not disturb. I can't, enjoy a game like knowing that I'm, I'm watching a chance form where we're not going to score because I know that we haven't had the notification kind of kind of thing and yeah. it's really funny because I think that's now the world we we live in with with, with streaming and you know even, even like watching a game on on Sky or Amazon no one's watching it at exactly the same time like you used mm-hmm. to when it was a, a kind of a, a analog tv uh, signal I remember um you know back in the day like watching an England game on channel five once and Jonathan Pierce was commentating and it was back in his real like hyper shouty, you know, aren't I a crazy commentator mode? And um, and I remember being able to just kind of turn the volume down and then put on Radio 5 and it was exactly the same, you know, it was totally synced. There was no kind of lag whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So you could have like um, Mike Ingham or Alan Green commentating on Radio 5 and, and, and have the picture on Channel 5 at the same time. Whereas now everyone is just experiencing it in a very slightly different time, whether it's yeah. like you're in the ground. It gets to the point now as well, like you can be, I'm sometimes in the ground watching Spurs and my phone will buzz and I'm like, we're about to score. We're about to score. <laughs> yeah, um, I've had that as well. That is it's weird, weird, but yeah. It's, you get conditioned, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting. I mean, I, yeah, I, 
I don't know. I, I, I take your point, I think, Tom, but I don't know. Like, we, we seem to, like, because I think some of the other guys have got either better streams than me or, uh, you know, faster internet connections or whatever. So on the WhatsApp group, they would put, like, a great goals or something like that and I haven't seen it yet and I'm, I'm still waiting a minute before that comes in so I've had to turn I've had to turn the phone over and try and stop the vi- like you know the the vibration from the phone because at least if you turn the phone over you can't see anything but you hear you know when you, it's just human nature it's when you hear a vibration you know that. but anyway so first our two it involves our two um you know uh January signings really that are making an impact so Benton Core um and I, I weirdly I, I mean I know he hasn't scored but I thought it probably would have been easier for him to score than to to lay that ball off to Kulisevsky because he kind of put it into an area where Kulisevsky was kind of marked and under pressure to try and, and put it in. But he he finished coolly and um, like just like you know he would do really. Um, and the, the assist was from Hoybier, who well the pre-assist I should say the through ball was from Hoybier, who doesn't really get the kind of the acknowledgement for that the ability to to kind of play that pass and he's done. Similar passes to that quite a lot. I'd say since January, I wouldn't give him credit for before that, but certainly since he's had someone alongside him that he's got a bit more confidence in. Um, so, Rich, I mean, first goal goes in, and you think it's plain sailing from there? How, how did, you, did you did you watch it by the way, or were you listening to it? Were you in a field somewhere? I'm, I'm not sorry, I've not asked you. <laughs> I uh, I missed the first goal. I was out when the first goal went in, but I saw the rest of it. You know, I got onto uh, on back into the house and onto a stream. Um, so I, I think I saw it from about twenty minutes onwards. And and yeah, I heard the first goal via Radio Five. You know, they were sort of doing this. Oh my God, there's tension at Anfield, and there's you know tension and in, uh, in in Saudi Manchester, and there's there's just oh somebody scored in East Anglia. We don't really care about that, you know. <laughs> and um, and so. Uh, but I, I mean, as I said last week, I, I wasn't bothered at all by this. I just, I even said on the pod last week, if you remember, we're going to fucking murder them. I just knew we yeah. were, you know, you know, this is, it, it, like, I didn't lose a minute of sleep over this one. Um, so, yeah, when the first one went in, I just sort of went, mm. you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> at least, I, at least I won't go on the WhatsApp group and have to put up with, you know, um, Andy going, my God, this is dreadful. We haven't scored 10 goals in the first five minutes. You know? so, <laughs> he'll, like, uh, he'll like the honourable shout out. I'm sure, I'm sure he will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll I be mean, like, who, me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know about, I don't know about the stream. That, obviously, people watch it on different streams. But I don't know about the, the stream that you're watching it on. I was quite impressed, actually, with, with our commentators because they only really... Um, showed an interest in the Spurs game and the Arsenal game. They didn't give any kind of um, coverage to like what was happening at uh, Man, Man City versus Liverpool or, uh, you know, Leeds and Burnley. That, that just wasn't a relevance, I think, for them to the audience that they felt that were, were watching. So, that, you know, if there was a goal going in at... Um, the Emirates then and, and they only actually did that I noticed whilst it was close so whilst it was one or when we were one one or two once it's one and two there was oh by the way you know this is happening at the Emirates because it might uh be a factor but once we kind of you know were safe and secure then they just just focused on our game there was no no relevance I think yeah. I think 
I think they were they did also mention that Salah had scored, which again was relevant to our yes. game in terms yes. of Son. Which which so so yeah, like you say, judge the audience and 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 give them the information they need rather than because yeah, the amount of times like you get Alan Smith just wanging on about mm. another team, another match, whatever. So yeah, I think you're right there. Quite a lot yeah, of these are American streams as well, aren't they? And they and they they um, Spurs are quite a big team out there, so I think they give us a little bit more status and kudos. But I don't know about you, but uh, I, I'm maybe a bit of paranoia. But I barely heard a thing about this match and who had qualified for the Champions League on the radio this morning, or uh, you know, or any other uh, forum. That there's not been much mention of it apart from Spurs fans. I think there's the, a lot of the media seem to want to sort of. Just, just talk about the, the title race, uh, even some about the relegation, but we seem to have missed out a bit. Or maybe I, thought, just... I thought, I mean, BBC Breakfast, I thought, were, were quite good in terms of what they did this morning. They they covered it all off. So, you know, Man City, okay. obviously, was is the main thing. They, they've won the title, mm-hmm. and that, that is the yeah. main thing. But they, and they spoke about the relegation, but they also spoke about us, you know, uh, you know claiming that top spot. But don't forget, and... and if you look at it from a different team's perspective, and this is the way I've always looked at it, to be fair, you know, top four isn't really a trophy. It's nothing, not nothing, because it is... Well, it, it is called an Conte. It's an, it's an achievement. But, you know, when certainly, you know, when, when, when we weren't qualifying for it, I didn't think that it was a massive thing that, we, you know, that it should be being celebrated. And I, I think in the context of our season, it was a big, you know, it's a, it's a good achievement from where we were. But, you know, you know, if you're a regular, like you know, when like when Plumstead were regular qualifiers, then it, it's not, a, it shouldn't be a massive deal to say you qualified for it. If you're constantly doing that, then you should be aiming higher. You should be saying, right, okay, you know, that's what we always do anyway. So now we should be looking at titles or you know trophies or whatever. Um, you know, so I guess in that context, um, you know, it's, it's a good achievement for what we, you know, for this season. But, you know, ultimately we should be looking, I think ultimately we should kind of be looking higher and not specifically celebrating reaching yeah, I, I, top sport. I somewhat agree with that, Steve. It, 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 but I think actually this season it's, um, it, it's more important because of who we got in charge, what might follow. And, you know, in terms of make, keeping hold of him, keeping hold of Kane, um, recruiting players. And if we are to have this big splash over the summer, having the Champions League position could be, as um, Conte has said uh, previously, it could be life-changing. Um, and I think that's why I think this one was particularly important because to to get across the line on this now, I think it massively sets us up. And, um, and it has been two years since we've been in it. And it ha- was between us and them. Maybe it wouldn't have felt quite so bad if it was someone else. But between us and them... Um, that that made jeopardy even even more. Yeah. Um, sort of made us feel that even more, didn't it? As a club, I think we. I don't know if it's just specifically under Conte. Probably is actually, but you know, I feel that we've evolved because it's a, you know, a situation where we had like at least two occasions or two opportunities to fuck it up, and we didn't. We we didn't fuck it up on either of those. So you know, historically. They would have come to our place and just wiped us off the floor, the face of the earth, really, and just won that game. You know, under pressure, when we needed to win it, we wouldn't have won it, and they would have just walked away. And like you know, history would have said, "Oh, you know, they, they achieved their goal for the season at our new stadium in the first North London derby 
with with fans there, blah, 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 blah. And we managed to prevent that from happening. And then, you know, again, when there was an opportunity potentially on uh, Sunday to fuck it up, because, you know, like Rich said, like we could, you know, he didn't feel nervous about it, but there is no denying that we have the, you know, we, we, we have a habit of clutching defeat from the jaws of victory in the past. And we, you know, so therefore that, which is why, you know, Spurs fans in the most comfortable of situations will err on the side of uh, caution and, and, and doubt, you know, and, and we didn't this time. I think, you know, we, we were controlled throughout the whole thing. And that, as you say, Lee, I think that's massive in terms of, you know. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Overall, uh, in, in terms of changing the mindset and mentality, but also in terms of what it, it can set the club up to do. Um, you know, so, and hopefully this is you know, an opportunity that um, Levy grasps. Um, we'll, we'll come back to the game in a minute, but I noticed that after the game, there was a lot of people that were, um, you know, a lot of people celebrating the, the, the fact that we won, but there were also a lot of people that were doing what Spurs fans do, and they can't just say like, yay, we won a game. It's like, yay, we won. Now Levy better fucking back Conte. Fuck's sake, like, if we don't, if we don't take this opportunity, and there was just, like... Just- just just call him by his name. We all know you're talking about Andy. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, just it wasn't actually. You know. <laughs> it was, uh, well, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I actually didn't see the I didn't see the tweets, but there's a guy, Adam, Adam Powley, I think it is, and he he tweeted like, Can we not just just not enjoy the moment? Just enjoy the moment. Enjoy mm. the fact that we've won the game without having to be so down and, and negative. Top man, Adam. Yeah. Mm. Be fair, sorry, uh, Steve, but uh, uh, on, on that front, uh, but Eric Dyer actually said the, pretty much the same thing. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was yesterday or this, or this morning, but his tweet, I'm paraphrasing here, was along the lines of, like, we've done our bit, the manager's done his bit, now it's up to the club to, to you know, to take us forward. Yeah. So, and you I- know, they're, they're, they're all, you know, they're, they're, that's clearly the message that everyone is uh, is being primed for, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And but I don't think I don't think he's he, he he didn't say like he didn't kind of say like you know like don't fuck it up like we always do. Mm. <laughs> like he just said like this is an opportunity to go forward with it, which is what you know most people are thinking. And as I said, that, that might have been quite late in the evening, or it might have been this morning. But it certainly wasn't like you know at five past six. Yay! Now Levy, you know, and which mm-hmm. which is essentially what happened. So. Anyway, 
so so back to the game 2-0 um like Norwich weirdly like you know they're they're one nil down and playing against a team that have got something to play for and you think you know you want to put on a show for your fans in the last game last game of the season last home game last game in the Premier League for at least 12 months let's say 12 months because they might have that bounce back ability and like rather than just like you know play simple football they start fucking about at the back and, and give the ball away you know and, and present us with a goal and like again Benjamin Core he's there and Kane Kane gets his um, deserved goal I think and I think from there you kind of Tom you, you said you were a bit nervous but I think from there I think you probably could have let out a bit of a sigh of relief and um, relax and enjoy the rest of the game. Definitely, because I think that was the point at which you were able to see that Krull wasn't going to be having one of his uh, traditional yeah. blinders against Spurs. The fact he just, uh, I don't know what he was thinking, to be honest, he just rolled it straight out. And there was just seemed to be no, uh, I mean, the, the, it was similar with the the line that Norwich, the Norwich defence played for um for the first goal as well, when Bentancur went through, the line was awful. The whole defence looked like they were just strangers throughout most of the match, yeah. to be honest. And um, there, there was no anticipation. There was no, um, no no decent positioning going on there. And, um, and definitely that's that second goal. Because I think when we were one nil up, I think they had they actually had a chance that went just wide from. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who had the shot, but it was. Um, yeah, that that had my. That was, um, that was that, from that was from Dyer's misplaced pass. Wasn't that's it, right. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that that had me feeling a bit hairy. But um, but no, after that second goal, um, as, as as I say, because as soon as I saw that Cruel was playing beforehand, because it's been um, Brian Gunn's son lately, hasn't it, in goal Angus, um, yeah. and uh, and I was just thinking, got it, because I was I was sat right behind Tim Cruel in that game against Newcastle, um, under AVB, where he just oh, yeah, saved everything, didn't he? Everything, yeah. everything, and more, and yeah. um, and I think he's had a, a couple more like that against us since but um as soon as we could tell he wasn't gonna be having one of them then that, that, that you say that so, sorry lee before you come in you say that but do you think that he hones in on what is important because he didn't have that game against us but he certainly looked like he was going to have that game against son so every time son had a chance he like you know he, he saved True. he saved the first few chances and you're thinking fuck me like son isn't going to get yeah. his, his his objectives in this game you know and um yeah so i i wonder if he kind of has a like right, this tunnel vision. If, this is what I'm going yeah, to do today. That that was his. I wonder if that was his focus mm. today. Like I need to stop Son scoring, and that meant that he, you know, he kind of you know, wasn't as focused on the rest of the team. Mm. You know, sorry, Lee, I, I, I did interrupt you from coming in. I'll stop That's you from right. coming in. I think yesterday was karma for uh, Crawl. Uh, That's a bit of alliteration there. Um, but yeah, I think it was because uh, obviously he saved so many of our um, and, and you know done us over before. But yesterday he was you know he, he did have a couple of good saves, but it's not hyperbole to say that we could have had eight yesterday. Um, we we were that much in control, and how how did Kulisevsky not score that one with an open goal? <laughs> I mean, he seemed to sort of fall over himself, didn't he? And he just, whether he's in two minds about whether to take the pass to Son, square it for him for, you know, for the for the goal, or or um or take the shot himself. In the end, it ended up with I think he was trying to tame, pass. T- yeah, tame sort of he, knock towards goal that got cleared off the line. I think that, I think the problem was that he was trying to pass rather than actually being decisive and just trying to trying to shoot. Because if he tried to shoot, then he would have probably check back onto his left foot 
and then t- and taken the shot. But because he thought, like, the objective at that point, we were 2-0 up, like, like everyone was like, the game's kind of won, right? Now now the objective is to try and get Son on, on the score sheet. And, um, yeah, and, it, and then he, obviously a minute later, he says, well, fuck that. He says, fuck that. I'm, I'm making that mistake. <laughs> I'm making that mistake <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> Checks inside and curls one into the top into the top corner but yeah for me definitely was trying to um, pass and then I thought that the commentators were particularly harsh they were like well that's what you get for only having like you know being one footed and trying to play with play a pass where you're standing for and I thought fucking hell that's a bit harsh I mean he's he's 21 or whatever it is he's he's had a fucking great five months or whatever you're you're digging him out for like you know for that little that one mistake or whatever but there you go uh, but his, yeah, his, his second goal was an absolute peach. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but I thought it was kind of harsh him being dragged off at, on, like, you know, having scored two goals. I thought it was kind of harsh him because he was he came off fairly early, really. And I think, oh, you know, uh, why, why, why have you taken him off? He's on a hat trick, you know, but there you go. And then Mora comes on and um, makes a difference, I think, certainly for Son. I think, you know, he was on more quick. That, that little more a flick was unbelievable. I mean, I didn't notice it on actually until I rewatched it today, and I thought, "Blimey, that was that was echoes of um, of Ajax." The way he just it was so clever with his feet there. That was um, is that because you were fifteen points down or what? Because I, I mean, it was it was it was noticeable <laughs> it at was. the time. To be honest, <laughs> like you're talking about all this commentary, I didn't hear any commentary. We were all busy singing, you know. <laughs> oh, what a night! <laughs> uh, I, I like watching watching Spurs at home is a very different experience for me for, than in the um, than like you know in the state. I don't want to be disturbed. I just want to be sat in my little like in my little little space. I don't want to be disturbed. And if it's really going well. Definitely don't disturb me because I don't want anything to disrupt that kind of that karma. So, like the missus came in at one point, and we were, I think we were one nil up or something. And the missus came in, and she sat down. I'm thinking, if we score, if they score now, you're fucking getting bid right out of this room. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> I'm gonna have to be straight. And um, she fucked off, and they, we scored again. And then she came and sat down. We didn't score. And then she fucked off again, and we scored. And then she went. I'm going to have to keep leaving because every time I leave, we score. I'm going, yes, thank you. <laughs> you get the message. <laughs> Steve's going back to Walbrook tonight. <laughs> so, Char- Charlie Babbitt. Of, uh, bringing in, Steve, I bought you a nice cup of tea and a sandwich. <laughs> Fuck off, we're paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, pretty much like that. So, um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Maura comes on and, um, I say, you know, he sets up... Um, Sonny for the first goal. And he's like, yes, sweet. And as I say, like, um, I think was it Rich who alluded to it, that they, 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 that, that's the only time they mentioned Salah was when, um, you know, he's, he then scores nothing. Fuck. Like, we, he needs another goal. So, so he gets, so he got the second goal, didn't he? And then Salah scored. And I think, oh, fucking, he needs another goal. Because um, I wanted him to win it outright, to be fair. And, and as much I like, I don't know about you, but after a point, I think after three 0 I was start, starting to pay more attention um, to the city and the Liverpool things. I didn't didn't want Liverpool to win the league and and do the quadruple because just we just would not hear the end of it. You know, if it had been another season and they were just playing, if it was just City and Liverpool going for the league, then I would happily let 
I would happily wouldn't mind Liverpool won the league, but couldn't deal with them having won like all four like four major trophies. So I'm paying more attention to that, and I'm then I'm thinking, well, like if City had been more in control of their game against Villa, would like would um, Klopp have had the need to bring Salah on, um, you know, and then like you know, Sonny might have won the whole thing outright. But anyway, that's by the by, but. I don't know about you. Were you were you as invested in the um, Spurs game the whole time through, or were you suddenly did you did you start to get um, distracted by some of the other stuff that was happening around in the, for the rest of the um, other teams at all? Any takers? I was um, because I was trying not because of my whole kind of like watching the game and trying to avoid my phone from ruining the game for me I'd occasionally kind of like turn on the Sky Sports app and just scroll down the first few scores just to see how Arsenal were doing then see how Liverpool yeah. and Man City were doing but but to be honest I just um, I, I lost uh, I, I didn't lose interest in, in in the Spurs game I think especially when the Son stuff started happening towards the end when he, um, when, he when he scored his second I was I was just delighted for him and I was just mm. like yeah, jumping around. He's done it. He's done it. Yeah. And then, and then, obviously, Salah. We get the news that Salah scored, and you're just, oh god, okay, right. He's got to share it. But, um, but you know, I think even even with like football as a whole, you know, 1992, 1993, first Premier League season. I could tell you every player of every team. Yeah, I could tell you Coventry's left back. I could tell you Oldham's right winger. Whereas I think as I've got older, I uh, pick my battles with my wife when it comes to the amount of um, time I can spend yeah. invested in football. Mm-hmm. I've I've only really got interest in my own team these days, and um, and even 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 the title race, like I, I I had a passing interest in it, but not enough to take my mind off my eyes off the Spurs Norwich game. Right, well, I had my son. I was watching. Um, obviously, I was watching us in in the dining room. My son was in the living room watching for focus, so I'm keeping a track on. Uh, so I didn't want City to lose. I'm keeping a track on that, and it was a bit a bit behind. And he's come running in. He's gone like. City have scored back in hell. Great, superb. Um, and for ages, it just wouldn't update on the on the app. So I'm thinking, like, what what the hell's going on? They just, you know, why aren't they sharing this information? But I was more, I started to be, and because I knew we'd won the game, I, I started to really um, take an interest in the Arsenal um, Everton score. And like for the probably the one and only time, I was quite happy that um, Arsenal were beating them, and I really wanted them to pound Everton just for the for what they'd done because I knew that, that they'd taken no there was no attempt to kind of uh, you know to want to win the game so I was quite happy that they got um, a dick in really I, you know I really was um, you know pains me to say it because I don't really never really want Arsenal to win but I just I'm glad that Everton got absolutely smacked on the on the day so I was keeping an eye on that I did enjoy Sorry, Go sorry. Ahead. I was going to say I did, I did enjoy the um, the rumor that the Wolves fans started that uh, Aston Villa had equalised yes. against yeah. Manchester City. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the watching some of the the fan reactions to that is is quite glorious. Yes. Um, so, so couple of I mean, back to the, back to our game. Obviously, let's say um, Mora came on, but after a while. Um, they took off uh, Royal and more, put Mora back into uh, right wing back. And I, I thought, it, I mean, he didn't have a lot of defending to do, but I thought in possession, I thought he was meticulous. I thought he 
he he played the role really well. And it's like uh, Conte has really kind of drilled them as to what expectations are when you're playing in certain positions because he was moving the ball um, in the same way that Royal would would move the ball and, you know, into the same patterns and getting the ball into the right areas. And, and we looked really efficient and didn't look um, none the weaker for the fact that we'd taken out, uh, you know, a, a recognised wing back and put a winger in there that probably, you know, isn't as um, defensively as astute. I think I think the only reason Royal got taken off is because I think Conte recognised that um, Royal needed more time to make his compilation for the end of season thing. So he's, yeah, uh, yeah, gave him gave him some extra time really to work on that. Because if you've seen it, Dare Dream Done, it's a bit of a masterpiece. It is, yeah. But I, I'm a bit disappointed they didn't figure in um, feature any of the um, highlights of the Norwich game at all. It's just um, you know season compilation without any of the Norwich. I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to still put out a Norwich, a Norwich specific compilation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. <laughs> so uh, Tom, Tom, have you, have you seen any of these, um, these videos that he puts out? I have. They're like the highlight of my week. Absolutely brilliant. And this is like, I mean, the first time he did, because he's only, did, what's the first one he did? Was it after the Liverpool game? Right, yeah. Already done one because, um, yeah, because you can't imagine him putting one of them out a couple of months ago when, because you, you know, you're saying, you're saying about Lucas Moura doing well on the right, uh, right wing back. And I remember a few months ago thinking, like, God, we can't do any worse. And yeah, what, see, seeing Emerson plodding along re- when he really wasn't having a good time, I was there yeah. thinking, like, you can't do any worse than putting Lucas Moura right wing back, especially against teams who are defending against us. Yeah. Um, and, um, and to his credit, Emerson's done really, really well. And maybe it's, uh, Maybe he's um, he's really putting on a show for his little reels now, uh, and that's what he's uh, that's, that's what's motivating him each game, knowing that he's got a little uh, video to put together because he's started a trend now, hasn't he? And if he stops doing it, then people are going to talk. But so. everyone, but everyone's talking about it. even Conte's like I think Conte's even been asked about it in in pre or post match press conferences. So you know, it's, it's ne- there's never been a player that's done anything like that before, is there? That I'm, that I'm aware of. I think so. I think so. I can't. Work work it out. I mean, at the beginning, it was this is a this is a joke, surely. Or is he putting himself in the shop window? And then it's become ironic. And then it's become sort of post ironic. And now I think it's almost bordering on satire. It's like, the, produ- I mean, the production it's, values. The production yeah. values have increased, haven't they? Yes. It's getting more and more yeah. polished as they go. Yeah. Is that so, is that because you're doing them, Tom? Is that, is that what yeah. this is? Just picture him. I, I imagine like his first one. He was doing himself on some app on his phone, like slicing it together. And he's now probably got a little team putting him together for him. But um, he's got his own emblem as well, is he? At the end of oh it, god, the well. royal, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the royal seal of approval. Oh man, it'll be. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And and I mean, shout out. I think we need to give a shout out to Sanchez. I know it's been done already, but, you know, he's mm-hmm. like the last three games, I think, you know, it's been and he's not conceded. We've not conceded in that time. And everyone pooed themselves at his initial selection against the in North London derby yesterday. Can I um, uh, apologise for my berating over the season of Hoiberg, he, he he's proved me wrong. Actually, I think he's been 
really good and really effective in the last few months and um, been an important part of the team. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think I got it wrong on that. In that chat. I don't think Rich agreed with your sentiment because he decided that was the moment. Walked off in disgust. Uh, walked off in where did, absolute where did you, disgust. Where did you, <laughs> you, where did right, you go, Rich? It's all right, Rich, you can come back. Go. He's no longer praising Hoybier. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, it's all right. The dog, the dog was, has been scratching at my leg for the last five minutes and I think I had to just go and quickly open the back door in case, because she was going to start barking at me would be the next thing and then, you know... Yeah, I've got. I've got to worry about putting this thing together and being professional. You know, that's what I was doing. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, no, you're right. Though. I hope yeah, it's done well. But I think the the improvement really has come along with um, having someone alongside him that um, that knows the role. I think, and Conte has kind of given them defined, um, you know, a way to play. And that I think that's helped, mm-hmm. you know, knowing 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 what he has to do, knowing what his partners expected to do, probably where to be at, at what times, given opportunities to um, to push on up the pitch as well, um, be a little bit I mean, more involved. Sometimes I still think, I mean, maybe for the to take it to the very next level, that perhaps his shot selection or his pass selection isn't as good as it could be. But having said that, he's, you know, just his, his all-round game is much better, much more solid. I like these little chips over that he does, which seems to sort of split defences. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's really been an important part of what we've been doing recently. I make you right. I make you right. Um, OK, so <laughs> we're back in the Champions League. Um, happy days. Have you, have you been... Piling in on 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 the Plumstead fans um, today. I work with several of them, and uh, <laughs> I very much have been. I've kept very very quiet in the um, in the kind of football chat side of things. Uh, other than after the the, the three nil, um, you know, I was mm-hmm. I was I was relatively vocal the day after that. Uh, mm-hmm. But since then, I've just thought I'm just going to buy my time before I um, unleash any real mm-hmm. um, mocking. And uh, today it came. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been locked and loaded for days. I've been preparing stuff and things, and then I'm um, just letting just let rip. Um, I've, to the point where this morning I've uh, apologised to a few of my friends and saying I'm sorry I was so obnoxious yesterday, but I was in such a good mood. You had to get it. <laughs> I was I was working for an Arsenal fan last week, uh, and um, well for the last couple of weeks actually and after the the North London derby he was really not very happy at all and that was when he found out that I was a Spurs fan because it hadn't actually cropped up in conversation until the day after that game um and you know he was all a bit down in the dumps and I sort of said oh you know you're all right today sort of thing and he went oh no you know we got bloody hammered by bloody spuds last night and all that and I was your eyes lit up (laughs) oh you're one of them um and and but then I, I had to sort of keep Stunned because it was quite a big bill that uh, that I presented him with on Friday of last week, and so I waited and waited and bided my time, and then he paid me. Uh, and so as soon as the money went into the account this morning, that I I gave him a bit, which was quite nice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I think I've been I'm quite I've been quite controlled. So I was talking to someone the other day after the um after we'd won the North London derby and he's he caught up with me and he knows he's a Liverpool fan but he knows I'm a Spurs 
And then he was like, you know, oh, you must be, you must be loving it at the moment, you know, reveling. I said, well, no, nothing's done at the moment. And like, you know, I don't, I always find that if you, you know, you, you know, you run your mouth off and you end, it always comes back to bite you. So like, I, I just, I choose not to. Um, and then he, so he messaged me. I think he's like, you must have, must have messaged me on Facebook about five past six last night. Steve, are you going to go for it now? <laughs> you must be happy now. And I was like, <laughs> no, mate, no, you know. No, I think I'm more the sort of person that when I see an Arsenal fan, then I'll, um, you know, then I'll have a go. And I, my brother's an Arsenal fan and I haven't contacted him yet. So I will do some point in the next week just to say hello. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Remind him that I stumped. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm still about <laughs> and that, that there's a reason that we, we're not very close <laughs> I, uh, I admire people that have the brass neck to, to, to just give it out you know I, I, I'm very much the same I always think oh that's going to bite me on the arse if I do um, and I always, it always makes me think of a, a good friend of mine Simon Von Seals uh, who um, I remember we went to we went to the Wolves game together when Jose had not long been in charge and um he was fucking giving it, you know. And I said to him, you know, God, you know. And he said, Well, what's the point in coming to football if you can't do it? I fucking love it, you know. And we were right by all the Wolves fans <laughs> and they were giving it him back. And he was having the time of his life, you know. I was thinking, I just, you know, I just I don't have it in me to be that sort of like because I know that you know they're gonna score and all them guys are gonna go, you wanker, you know, and I'll, mm. I'll but but he loves it. <laughs> well, he absolutely soaks it up. I mean, I, I don't mind that in the game. I remember when in the um that FA Cup game that we lost to Norwich and we were we were sat by the the away fans and like it was great. The, the banter between the two fans was really good, and you know, in the penalty shoot and everything, we were giving it. And they, and when they when they won, they just looked over, gave us a bit of you know, gave us a bit of jip, and you know, you went home, and it was it was a good crack. You know, I mean, it was that was that was that was fine. That was actually, I mean, that was good natured banter rather than like some of the sheer aggression that you can see. So, I mean, I, I don't mind that. Um, you know, happy, happy to indulge in that. And if it was always that, that would be great. You know, I mean, if you could, if you could, if you could guarantee that every time you're going to banter against a, like, you know, the opposition, that it's just going to be good natured, then you know, crack on. I'd love it. I'm sure it's the same for all of us. But if if I'm like friends of mine that um, that are West Ham or Arsenal, if I have some banter with them face to face, it's always funny and it's always you know self deprecating on both on both sides. But if it ever happens across WhatsApp, there's always an edge to it. It never it never quite translates and then it's never ever quite read. No matter how many laughy face emojis or whatever you want to put on there, it doesn't quite it doesn't quite hit the spot like the nuance, the nuance yeah, that you would get from voice and face expressions and yeah. like there's not non-threatening posture and all this kind of stuff. It's it's just totally different, totally different. I think you I think you probably have to know that but you know, 
probably have to know the person very, very well to for, for it to you know for them to to know you and and know exactly how you would be uh, trying to put that across and, and not take it the wrong way. I think it'd be it's a lot harder. Like you say, go on, Lee. I've frozen. Oh, oh. did I freeze? Yeah. Yeah. I think my you internet's did. been dropping out. Yeah, I was just, I was just saying that how how you know how wonderful my sense of humour is as well. So you as as you well know, Steve. <laughs> That's why you froze, because I don't think your internet could take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I think the world could take it. <laughs> Fake news, mate. Fake news. Yeah, it. Internet so, filter talking of fake news. Um there's there's a there's a great account and like it's, it's one of the one of the, the accounts out there that uh, you know poses another account and it's that hotspur hotspur related account um that's hotspur related or whatever and it always comes out with uh, some some real beauties every so often and it came out with one last night about harry kane um saying that he can't wait to play on wednesdays whilst the other lot played on thursday on a thursday and attributed the um the quote uh, like as being you know as, as sourced from Dazen or D-A-Z-N, and that has gone all over the place i've seen that like being like broadcast and tweeted and retweeted and pushed out in all sorts of media outlets so <laughs> just new stories how... quoting it sorry yeah like exactly. new stories using it as a source exactly i mean it, yeah. how how dangerous is like this, you know, fake news that, you know, this this guy, I mean, I know that the, the actual tweet had got like about, when I last checked, it had over 9,000 likes and uh, I don't know, 300, I think like maybe over 300 retweets, but you know, this has been tweeted as a, like as a genuine thing that people have, have thought that this is actually genuine. <laughs> Just mm. like, you know, it's... You give it's it- Give it a fortnight once it's been around Twitter twice and it will be attributed to fucking Mark Twain anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just, it's just the world we live in because everyone wants to be the first for something. So nobody's got the time to fact check anymore. So they just end up get trying to get out there with the quickest bit of information. Even if it's not true, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. That's, I think, quite you know the way of the, uh, the social media world these days. Definitely. I, mean, I, I just wonder. I just wonder how this person is thinking. He must be. He or she must absolutely be loving the fact that this, you know, this totally made up fact is now all over the place. And you know, they're, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, so on, on other news, uh, are we all um, are we all Amazon Prime subscribers? Oh, definitely. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck all like, or nothing. Yeah, that's, 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 that was a great one to see. But uh, I mean, I had totally forgotten, really, that that was, uh, you know, something that was, you know, in place for this season. And it's only really kind of been something that, you know, that we've kind of remembered. I, I guess at the, when the North London derby was, um, you know, was was going to be become so pivotal, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, great, this could be, this is going to be, this could be there their major feature for the their all or nothing series, you know, and um that so was great to dump on that and to to totally um ensure that their all or nothing series is ruined. And I'm pretty sure that 
there'll be more more Spurs fans watching that than there will be Arsenal fans this season. I think I'm going to watch probably the last episode. Last of it. episode or two, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, because the rest would be like just a, basically a sickening propaganda piece, won't it? Did you? Did any of you watch the Man City one? Yes. Yeah. Did it not come across? Yeah, I watched. I watched two or three episodes of it, and they all just came across as fucking children. Mm. Like I don't know what I mean. I don't know what it was. I'm not sort of saying that our players are, uh, uh, you know, and and ours demonstrated that we were sort of intellectual powerhouses. Our academic players. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, I watched the Man City one after I finished watching our one or, or, or watched some of it. And their they're, they're players just, they, they just came across like they were juveniles. Um, and actually, I couldn't watch it after a couple of, I just thought, you people are fucking idiots. And um, literally. And, and also, the way that it was so obvious that it was like, you know, Hi, you know, I'm from the Emirati organization, and here is our latest PR exercise fronted by Pep Guardiola. And it was all, yeah. and I just think the, the Woolwich one's going to be exactly the same, isn't it? Just with Cronkies. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, yeah, it, it came across as very, it, very staged. Um, and as you say, like, yeah, I mean, I didn't particularly um, think that they were thick because, of, you know, very few footballers are above a certain level, I think, in terms of intelligence. Well, so, I mean, it's not that. They just they just seemed, not that they were stupid, but just juvenile. I don't know. Kyle mm. Walker in particular came across like a fucking idiot. Like, you know, um, I don't know. That was just, it was just my feeling from it. But, um, but, mate, but, he's, but I think that's not specific to, to City. I think that's just him as a person. And he, he found his right setting. You know that he yeah. he found the right environment for him, possibly. So the right kindergarten. <laughs> it all sounds very much like our WhatsApp thread, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the difference was on the Man City all or nothing. There was nobody making dad jokes, Lee. Ah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what they were missing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm looking for on the subject of the Arsenal one. I'm looking forward, and I hope the internet isn't going to let me down. To a lot of Arteta all or nothing Lego movie mashups, because um, mm. you know there's huge potential for some for some enormous comedy value in that. In that, the meme oh, okay. is going to be like never ending. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. I think my favorite my favorite meme related stuff from the last couple of weeks has been this um, this sad face filter on Snapchat, which has been used on. Like Arteta in just about yeah. every picture I've seen him in over the last Crying couple of weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Lots of people still have Snapchat. Something to look yeah. forward to. So, um, Lee, you had a couple of points that you might you wanted to raise. I think. Yeah, a, a, a few. See what you what you think of these. Um, I, I just wanted to sort of see what you thought of the season overall. I mean, I, I I'm just sort of thinking back on it and. It's, it's quite a bizarre season in many ways, isn't it? It's like we've really had an absolutely embarrassing search for a manager at the very beginning, which was uh, ended up totally getting the wrong man. Um, then um, like we had zero shots on target for ages, and it was that was awful. Um, fans up in revolt and booing every all the time. And then then we got Conti in, and then we got like thrown out the conference and to go through all that now to be in on cloud nine in the champions league, how impressive a job do you think that Conte's done? Do you think this is 
just par or do you think he's done an exceptional job for any of you really well i i took come in on that and i and i want to just sort of add something to the the outsider's impression of what we've done and i know this i'm going to sort of say something that doesn't represent a neutral's viewpoint of our season but um I mean, I think we've had an astonishing season, really, considering where we were in November. Uh, I mean, you sort of throw into it, you know, it, it's, it's easy to sort of brush over how difficult that early Conti period was as well. You know, do you remember the press conference when he mm. was he, he came Burnley. out? Was it was it mm. Burnley? You know, maybe mm. I'm not the right man for the job. Maybe I can't do this, you know, and all that. Um, you know, we all thought he was going to walk. Well, you know, a lot of us thought he was going to walk, you know, uh, at that point. And Harry Kane had seemed to have put about two stone on in late August and it took him until about mid-December to lose it, you know, in, in figuratively. It, 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 and and I was I made the mistake of putting 606 on after the game yesterday, which is something that I tend to avoid these days. Um, but um, I just thought, well, it'll be interesting. Um, and uh, there was some that else that I was going to touch on about that, about what Savage and Sutton have done to that show. But but the, the only time Spurs were mentioned in it, um, Savage were like, oh, you know, sort of Spurs have limped into fourth or Spurs have scraped into fourth or mm. Spurs have just got over the line. And he was very belittling about it. They had a couple of fans on there. One of them was was particularly well, um, was you know, uh, particularly well-spoken about it and kept calm. You know, Savage is obviously quite famous for, for goading people and trying to get the rise out of them. And he, and he remained quite collected and, and sort of said, well, you know. But the, the one thing that none of them picked up on in any of the, the pieces that they did about Spurs in that show was the fact that we changed bloody managers after, what was it, 11, 12 games. Um, <laughs> you know, and, the, you know, sort of Savage going, oh, you're back in the Champions League. You've got no chance of winning it. You can't win the Premier League. You can't win the Champions League. You're hopeless. Spurs are hopeless. You know, you're a joke. Spurs are a joke. It really was, you know, typical mm. Savage style. And, it, and you know, you know, you've only just limped over the line into fourth place. But, but you think, well, you know, look at the form table. If, if, you know, on the form that we've had since Conte has arrived, if he'd have started the season in charge, we'd have finished above Chelsea comfortably. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and actually, you know, I think that puts that, that job into even more stark contrast, doesn't it? Uh, well, that, you know. I think, I think someone worked out recently that if, if he had been in the beginning of the season, based upon his uh, percentage of uh, wins, uh, we'd have been about, 82 points at the moment so that 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 would be incredible and and you like you're hinting at really there from the point he took over he's had to pick up players that were on the floor that really you know and an, and an unsettled cane from the beginning of the season who wanted out and really had you know was just phoning in his performances at the at the very beginning so he's had to really change the morale and if you look at the the way they celebrate goals and you know, obviously, the way they were celebrated in that Norwich match, that tells you everything you need to know. That those players are really tight, really together. And there's Conte and his team to thank for that. He's brought together a disparate, um, demoralised bunch into some a team now that looks like they really think they can go places. Agreed. I think as well, like when you you just have to look at the way certain players now play on a regular basis to see what a job he's done. The fact that Doherty, Doherty, sorry, Doherty, um, 
you know, him 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 being injured, him yeah, when he was ruled out for the season, yeah, but before Conte came in, it would be the classic Alan Partridge shrug. Whereas um it was it, it actually became a real issue and because he was suddenly critical to how we were playing. The way Ben Davis has barely put a foot wrong all season. Eric Dyer has been a rock all yeah, you know, mistake of Norwich withstanding. And just the, the way every single kind of player seems to have fitted into a system and and knows their role and 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 no one looks out of place in it on a on a, on a regular basis. But I think that's that, that savage stuff you were saying about Rich is just um sums it up for me as well in the fact that yeah, so it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure other clubs have have similar issues, but to me, it just seems that like with Spurs, if we do well, it's like, well, you're Spurs, you're meant to. You know, the, the, the co-commentator on the game yesterday was saying, oh, well, Spurs are going to be in the Champions League, but that's the bare minimum where they should be a club like you know, a club their size and blah blah blah. It's like, well, is it really? You know, we're battling against state-owned clubs. There's about to be another one. Um, we're battling against some of the. Yeah, most lucrative kind of um, spenders we've ever had. Uh, yeah, Ma- Manchester City. The, I don't care what anyone says. The the growth of Manchester City has probably deprived us of trophies. It's certainly mm-hmm. deprived Liverpool of trophies. That you know they they have come and, and taken a huge like p- piece of the pie, the potential winnable pie. Um, th- thanks to the the investment they've had, um, and it just seems to me that like with all that going on in the background, if Spurs do well then it's like well they should be doing well and if they don't do well we get laughed at or if we do really well but not quite but we don't quite go the don't cross the line at the end then we get mocked for not crossing the line um yeah, yeah like coming second in a coming third in two horse race or whatever or oh we put the pressure on for mm. for two seasons or whatever it's like actually we played bloody well for those two seasons and um way about expectation but you get mocked for not finishing the job so to speak and um and you know i don't i don't i try not to let it bother me but pundits like savage and i, I don't want to mention people like jason cundy or but it's just lazy and it's it's mm. like when you compare it to the pundits of of that we grew up watching satan greavesy um yeah even like Tre- even trevor brookin as a co-commentator you know people like that it's just like it's a different world now compared to the absolute shock value that they're trying to get but that's the, I think that's the that's I think that's the key, isn't it? That last bit there, Tom, is what you you've hit the nail on the head. Is it's no longer about considered opinion. It's more about like you know, can we be controversial? Can we um, have shock value? You know, Savage is saying that to try and get more people to phone in. It's the same on Talksport with the likes of Candy. I mean, Jamie O'Hara's pro Spurs, but. Some of the shit that he cut, they, they, you know, they all talk rubbish. They all of them, and they're they're, they're purely on on that um, basis. Trevor Sinclair talks the most. They're, they're sort of playing tabloid style roles, aren't they? Really, they 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 know what um, basically gets the click, if you like, the equivalent of you know the clickbait kind of thing. They get you know gets the bites, um, and so they, 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 the they maximise that. Do you ever listen to the I, sports I, bar on the way home from from a game? Like, in, no, like no. that's the only time I ever listen to uh, talk sport, and that'll only be one when we've won a game because it's it's kind of marginally bearable. But you've got like O'Hara and uh, Cundy, and like purely like Cundy's just so rude. So if you if you phone in and he'll like you know as you as you're talking, they've got like these sound effects that they'll play. And you're trying to, you know, you're the last few for your point. 
And as soon as you start to talk, you'll just belittle you, start playing all these stupid sound effects over you. And like, you know, he's done it to like Spurs fans were phoning like before we'd secured like kind of Champions League and it was still up for debate. And, you know, they'd phone in and, and as they're playing, as he's trying to talk, they'd be playing the Europa League music over them like and just saying like, like, why are you talking about Champions League? You're, you're going to be in the Europa League. Can you imagine your new big stadium? Blah, 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 Europa League. And every time Jamie O'Hara tried to speak, he'd play it again, you know, and, and O'Hara's getting paid, so he's laughing it, laughing it off. But it's just, for me, it's just just rude. And it's not, it's not right. yeah, and it's not how you should be presenting the show. And, and people phone yeah. in, they go, oh, yes, great stuff, great banter, great. And I'm just like, banter. Yeah, I, I think uh, my mate Pete said it, it, summed it up on Twitter earlier. He said, you know, because I said it, he, I used to listen to 606 religiously when it was when it was Danny Baker, who is a man with his own faults, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, put me hand up. I'm not saying that he's some sort of uh, modicum of virtue when it comes to presenters, but but the culture of the show used to be quite different then. And you used to, ha- you know, there always used to have that element of going. You wanted people to tell the stories about going to games and, you know, and who have they gone with and, you know, celebrate the designated driver and all that sort yeah, of stuff, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. and all of that's gone, you know, and it's only mm. gone in the last mm. couple of years, hasn't it? There's no fun in any of it. You know, Sutton just won. I mean, Sutton spent all of yesterday... Man City fans have just won the league and they're ringing up and they're going, yeah, we've won the league. And he's going, yeah, but you missed out on the Champions League. Yeah, you? you can't get the Champions League. Ah, you've missed out on the Champions League. And they're going, yeah, yeah. all right, Chris. And then he goes, well, why are all these Man City fans not happy that I can't, they haven't won the Champions League? They should be celebrating because they've mm. won the Premier League. And you think, you fucking idiot, that's you. <laughs> you know, you know what though, and it's it's not just football, but it is you know that getting too um, heavy. But it's a bit of a, a wider issue in society. I think it we're we we everything's about a gotcha culture, isn't it? You know, basically, mm. as, as soon as you can basically put someone down, and sort of you're the weakest link. Blah, you know, ah, look at you, you know, trying to catch people out all the time. There, there, there's very little generosity uh, around, at, at, you know, in in society at the moment, and I think. Um, it, that's why this stuff is really popular because we're so used to this kind of let, let's let, let's get let's get them let's kick them in the balls while we can it that that's funny you know hundred percent okay so let's move on to your your next yet another another point to raise another question to ask uh, I did um, it was on Conte's comments at the end of the match that. Um, I, I don't think there's too much in it, really. But some people are, uh, you know, of course, in the media are starting to think this is uh, him suggesting he's not going to be around for too long. Um, I know even um, was it Dan Kilpatrick said the other day that he's not 100% certain he's going to stay. And um, I've sort of put the um, uh, what he said down here. So I'll quickly I'll read it through. He just says, I'm under contract until next summer. I signed a contract for one uh, year and seven months. I've enjoyed a lot of my time in Tottenham. It was a big challenge in a modern club with a fantastic stadium and training ground. And I knew the situation I would find. On the other hand, you know, I'm a person who has ambition and I like to fight for something important to lift the trophy. For me, this is a trophy and I'm happy. Then we'll see. As I said, at the the end of the season, I'll speak to the club to find the best solution. Now, I think for me, the club and my players, I think it's good to have three, four or five days rest and then the mind will be clear and then you can consider the whole season and be calm before you speak. Now, lots of emotions for me in my mind, but some, some people are interpreting that as him saying not committing properly to next season. 
I, I, I don't see it that way. I don't know about you guys, but I, I seem to, I, what I think he's kind of putting across here is that um, he's kind of subtly again, laying the gauntlet down for the club to say, you know, you, 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 if you do want me, you're going to have to really back me. And another comment that he made, which I think kind of echoes that, is that he's saying about the five subs next year. That kind of links into what Tom was saying about, you know, clubs like Man City, who've got all this money, you can change a game, bringing on five subs, completely change a game. A club like it's, Tottenham won't, won't you know, won't, won't be able to do that unless we heavily invest. And sorry. therefore he's saying, I won't be able to compete if you don't do that. Just to, I'll let you come, we'll come back to that in a minute. And just very specifically on that five subs thing, I'm pretty sure um, Pep was quoted as saying, well, there's five subs uh, next year, so you'll see how good a manager I am. Because it's like, as you say, he can just change a game. He can change half half his team and just totally blow other teams away with the, you know, with the options that he'll have on the bench. So, um, yeah, but back, I think back to your point, I think, I think you're right. I don't think that, um, personally, I don't think it's anything major. And I think actually it, it's more, it's potentially more for the media than for the clubs, uh, for the club itself. It may be for the media and for the other clubs that like, you know, I'm here for another year and actually I'm ambitious and, I, and my expectation is to win trophies to be like, so watch out. And, um, what's that guy's the, the, um, the manager of Chelsea has just alluded to that that actually Tottenham are a team to watch out for next year with Conte at the helm, kind of for, you know, for a pre-season and a, and a whole season, a season to have a run at it, you know, that we, that would be a team to really, uh, you know, to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, um, assuming he does stay next season, uh, like you say, we're going to have the benefit of a whole summer with him. We're going to have the benefit of a of a of a whole preseason. Um, but then, but then we've kind of got yeah. His his record in Europe is uh, is a little leaves a bit to be desired, and it'll be um, and, and I think it's also quite well publicised that Conte has traditionally done better when he's had seven days to prepare for a game. Um, and I'm sure there's all sorts of stats which have been pulled together which show the average points when we've played midweek versus the average points when we haven't. Um, but I've got no real point to make about that. I'm just quite interested to see uh, to, to see how we uh, how we you know I think I think maybe that's something he was alluding to when with, with his comments. You know, I, we're going to be in the Champions League. We're going to be fighting on three fronts and uh, domestically, and the squad that we currently have won't cut it to do that. You know, our first eleven can handle anyone, but we're going to need more than that. Would you be though, Tom? Would you be? And, and I guess it's not just for Tom, but for everyone. Would you be happy if he, you know? We didn't sacrifice the the Champions League, but we didn't really go at the Champions League in the knowledge that he was throwing everything at winning the Premier League. Because if he throws everything at trying to win the Premier League, we're going to get damn close. I think, you know, that's that if that was his focus, and it's like right, well, you know, the midweek uh, Champions League games are, are kind of a distraction, and I'll. Well, you know, if we get beyond the group stage, and we might take it seriously, but I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry too much about that. I want to really set us up in for the Premier League and have a real tilt at the Premier League, um, you know, uh, this like this season. I, mm, I, I know where you're coming from, but I don't, I, I don't think where we as a club can be in a position to treat the Champions League as a as a distraction. Um, 
I think success breeds success. And, you know, if you've got, if, you, if you've got a big enough squad that can handle the demands of, of Champions League and, and Premier League, um, then, you know, I just, I'd, I'd like to be seeing us going hell for leather at, at both. Um, I, t- I totally take your point. Um, and, you know, I think when, when Chelsea, when he won the league with Chelsea uh, in his first season, they weren't in Europe. I think they'd finished like ninth or something yeah. the season before. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, they went on that incredible run and then it was in the second, his second season was, was, was a bit more of a um, disappointing one when they were fighting on more fronts. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he's had that experience now. Um, so, you know, I think if I'm, if, 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 if I'm going to watch Spurs on a Wednesday night in the Champions League, I'm going to be wanting to see us properly going for it. Can I, can I give us some hopeful optimism? You know, you know the, the old saying that uh, games are won by strikers, but, de- uh, but titles are won by defences. Um, how many goals do you think we've conceded in the last 11 games? Like five, isn't it? Yeah, five, yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. And if we reinforce there as well, and I think, we're going to be in a really good position next year. I'm really, I'm really, uh, I'm really deluded. I think we'll have, a, I think we'll have a right good go at it next year. I really do. Can I just add something about the Champions League as well, Steve? Yeah. Um, I think is next year the last year that it's in its current format. Is it the year afterwards it expands and we and and have to play more matches in it? Um, yeah, I so, think so. You know this. Yeah, this, you know, I mean, in terms of prioritising a competition, it's going to get more difficult to give it priority in the years following that. You know, this might be uh, our last chance, you know, with, the, with the, 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 the club in its current condition, at least, for us to have a real go at it, you know, um, without having those extra, I don't know if there's, I think it's another six games over the course of a season that, that teams are going to have to play in the new format or something like that. Um, so it becomes, you know, a bit more of an onerous thing, isn't it? So, you know, maybe this year we should have a good go at it, as, as uh, you know, with that with that in mind, because it's going to become a bit more like playing in the Europa League, isn't it, from that point forward? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should, maybe you should market it that way. <laughs> the new the new Champions League, just like playing in the Europa League, it's just like just like yeah, it's like the UEFA Cup, only worse, more expensive. <laughs> More yeah, let's let's have it next year. I think we can. Well, I think we can do some some serious damage next year. Yeah. I, hope so. I hope so. I think um, I, that one of the things, obviously, I think that's been quite reassuring is that there seems to be a lot of um, talk about uh, targets and early, like early movement for targets. And we, you know, we looks like we might be like and it may not be necessarily the target everyone's like you know looking at or hoping for but we, we might be looking at um securing Fraser Forster fairly fairly soon and like Conte's been quoted as saying he wants us to do business early allegedly so um mm-hmm. you know if if we can get like those the players in soon and, and like you know so that he's they're ready to you know to 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 join and be when we when we start pre-season that would be fantastic that would be a whole new uh you know a whole new complexion on what we can hope to achieve and leave you know leave give levy you know his, the opportunity to to buy his one like you know bring someone in on the deadline day just so that he doesn't feel like he's 
he's he's he's, 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 he's have his, let him have his fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let him let him still do that. But uh, you know, get the majority of the business done early. Ship out the people that we need to ship out, and bring in the people that we need to bring in, and really let him like Conte mold the squad and let him know that we are serious. And I, and I think that's what really. And I say someone, someone put that on Twitter. That really kind of is indicative of really backing the manager. You know, it's not about right. Well, we're giving you three hundred million to spend, but you know, two hundred million of that was in the last week of the transfer window. It's about getting getting the squad right, I think, and giving the manager the, the best um, opportunity to, um, you know, to be a success um, for the club and build success for the club. So it's exciting. I might get to see more games this year because, as you say, Tom, it's going to be, there'll be Wednesday, Wednesday uh, football and, you know, Tuesday football and sat more Saturday football potentially. Might get to see so. the, the odd game or two. So, all very exciting. Looking forward to that. But the wife wasn't so happy when I said, oh yeah, more Saturday football. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure secretly she's like, oh, great. Yeah. I've got to give a big shout out to my wife actually because um, she uh, she lets me keep my season ticket. You know, I've got two, two children, eight and five and uh, I'm still swanning off every other weekend. And um, yeah, so I'll publicly put that on record. Thank you, Kerry. <laughs> God, he's out the house again. <laughs> a bit of peace and quiet. <laughs> peace and quiet with an eight and five-year-old, which I don't think so, isn't it? You tell I haven't possible. got any kids, can't you? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> literally not possible. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, we've, we've been going on for quite a while. So, Tom, just quickly before we wrap up, um, you've been doing the like podcasting with um, Stevie P. Um, mm. So, how did you get into that, and how's it going? So, I, I, I used to live in um, used to live in Enfield, uh, mm-hmm. and and I lived around the corner from uh, from Mickey Hazard, who's um, who's become a very good friend over the last few years, uh, and and essentially through through working with Mickey on some of his events, and uh, uh, yeah, just I've, I've kind of found myself getting to know a lot of these eighties guys, um, very, very well now. And they're just, um, they're, they're such a great bunch. They're also, uh, still so close. You can see why they were a successful team. You know, they're thick as thieves today, let alone, um, when, yeah, when, they, when they were playing. Um, and, um, yeah, I just got to know Steve, uh, through that really. And then, um, uh, about two, it's near the beginning of the first lockdown, I think. And, um, we, uh, he, he asked if I could help with some of his, um, uh, yeah, he started kind of just recording a, ba- a very basic podcast, which he put on Facebook, and it was just a kind of um, uh, just just him talking into his phone, really, and then um, put, putting it up as, a, as as an audio file on on Facebook. And um, uh, and yes, yeah, so I started uh, getting involved with him there. Um, began just by kind of producing it for him, um, but uh, you know, I now kind of yeah have, have a good chat with him every um, every, every every week or two, um, and we we get other his old teammates on the podcast quite regularly uh, Peter Taylor, Graham Sooner. So we played in the youth team with at Spurs back in the day. Um, Tony Galvin's been on a couple of times. He's speaking about footballers, not being that intelligent. Tony Galvin is one of the smartest, funniest guys you will ever meet is, is just absolutely hilarious and very clever with it. Um, 
and um and yeah and now like yeah but the podcast grown and grown I, yeah it's still it's, it's not doing like massive massive numbers i, I think there's already a, a lot of podcasts out there people are people have kind of got the podcast they listen to each week and it's quite hard to add another one to to that um roster if you like but um but i think i think it's he's, he's a very interesting guy he's very um he you can see why the players respect him respected him so much back in the day he's he's all about He's all about respect. He's all about two-way respect, um, and he and he knows football like 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 no one else I've spoken to. So um, I, I feel very privileged to to be able to sit on a Zoom call with him like this every every week or two, and um, uh, and just talk about the most recent game. Um, he'll chat about his kind of memories of, uh, of of playing against the team that we've got coming up. Um, with it. there's a one, one of his old friends Howard uh, is, is is on the podcast as well um who kind of talks about games from us yeah he's, he's like uh closer to Steve's age so he kind of talks about games from a fan's perspective as of having grown up in the in the 60s uh, watching that team whereas um I kind of throw in my um slightly younger uh, viewpoint on things um but no it's a really I I enjoy it very much and um would, would definitely encourage people who haven't heard it to to to, to give it a listen because um as I say, Steve's. Uh, he's, he's. I think he. 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 It's, he never fell out of love with Spurs, but I think the Alan Sugar um, period uh, burnt him quite badly. Yeah. And um, and he certainly. Uh, I, th- I think. I think he re- he regrets going going back to Spurs at, at that time, um, but certainly over the last. Uh, the, the last 10 years or so and especially he was very poorly 10 years ago as well it's actually the 10 10, 10 year anniversary of his um he had an aortic dissection uh when he was uh a texter um during, during a match his 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 uh i don't know if you know much about what happens in an aortic dissection but it's pretty horrendous where your mm-hmm. uh your aorta basically detaches from your uh from, from your heart and uh, you bleed internally and uh, he, he um he was in a coma for quite some time afterwards but uh thanks to the the uh, amazing work of um, the uh, Cornish Air Ambulance, uh, Cornwall and Devon Air Ambulance, and Dereford Hospital, uh, they um, put him back together, and uh, he is—he's um, he's certainly got a new lease of life these days, and he—he uh, he absolutely loves his Spurs again. So that—that's um, mm. that, nigh on a miracle, really, to survive that. To be fair, absolutely it's, uh, incredible. That—that—that's uh, probably one of the mo- the most dangerous things that can happen to anyone because you—you just—that's the biggest artery for blood going through your your body really um just picturing it it's like i I don't understand how anyone couldn't even come close to surviving it so uh, yeah yeah. but yeah it shows you what 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 a man he is i mean it's just incredible i mean uh, i was listening uh the other day actually to to you guys and um and always what comes across when i do listen is that he's he's very humble very grounded um, really analyzes and evaluates the game so well. Even now, still talks from a you know perspective of someone who, who who's um, who, who cuts a lot of the, um, the you know the the romance if you like out of it, and 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 it's quite um, even though he still has some of that there, you know, because he's fond about you know, of Spurs etc. But he, he really does analyze it so well and says, look, this is without any of the BS, like you know what you do this is how you know this is how i approached it this is how i approached injuries and this is how and he get you know he just does it in such a a thought methodical way a methodical way yeah and um and he's honest like he was saying the other day about the uh, uh who would he have chosen i think it was julie welsh wasn't it gave a, a question about 
who would he have chosen as an, an academy? And although you know he's he's clear about his, his love for Spurs, but he's, he's seen what's going on at Liverpool, and that was a uh, you know perhaps when he was young would have appealed to him if he was doing it now kind of thing. And um, so he's, he's he's not just blinkered or, or wants Absolutely. to say just what the fans want to hear. He 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 seems to you know tell the truth. Definitely, yeah. it's great. It's great. I mean, we we had him on. We had him on the pod. I can't remember, probably a couple of years, certainly I think before he started his podcast, actually. And it was, you know, it was you, amazing. You gave him the bug. Well, we enjoyed think, it so much. Well, I think so. We hope so. Um, and yeah, it, it was an amazing experience, really. And he's very, you know, very honest, very down to earth. Um, you know, spoke his mind. Yeah. yeah. Spoke his mind. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, he's, okay. he's, he's a great guy. He joined. He was. He was. He was kind enough to join me for my um my fortieth a few weeks ago as well. So, uh, yes. and then uh, we held it at the football club near where I live, and um and and he was uh yeah he, I think he went he went off to the loo at one point and then he disappeared for half an hour because he'd got accosted by the people in the main part of the of the football club like Steve Barryman bloody hell, and then I was on the um I was on the train on the way up to the. Uh, I think it was the Leicester game a few weeks ago, um, and there were these. Uh, I, I sat near some West Ham fans who'd got on near me, and uh, they were like, "Oh, bloody you!" Uh, but yeah, friendly banter, and uh, and one of them was good. Actually, oh, Steve, Steve Perryman used to play for you guys, didn't he? We saw him at the football club the other day, didn't we? He was down there for some bloke's birthday or something, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, that was that would be me, but uh, but but by all accounts, there that he was he was really um cause, yeah because he doesn't he doesn't dislike West Ham he doesn't like you know he's, he's he's got time for for everyone really you know and, and I think he 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 had plenty of time for these guys who um and, and he would just just spoke to them about football in general they they happen to be West Ham fans he happens to be an ex Tottenham player but they just enjoy talking about football and uh, and I think they, they they had quite a lot of respect for him. Excellent. So Tom, very quick plug for the uh, pod. What's the pod name? People want to listen to it. Uh, so it's, it, it's quite a complicated one. It's called the Steve Perryman Podcast, um, but uh, you can find it on uh, uh, YouTube, uh, all the usual channels, and he puts it on his Facebook page as well. And if you if you if you comment on uh, yeah if you, if you leave him a comment on Facebook in particular, he'll always get back to you. Excellent, excellent. That's a great name. I mean, I I, I don't know what. Yeah, we <laughs> we hired. Um, think of that. Yeah, we we, we hired uh, an agency to. to did you get Did you it. get the same the same Rishi Sunak? Rishi Sunak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Paid five million. Wow, cheap, <laughs> cheap stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do, it'd be interesting. The one that always strikes me, I, I, I can't remember listening to the episode, but talking to you about it as well is what we said about talking to Graham Sunis, you know, and about the. The sort of warmth that he has for the club, and uh, you know, and all that, and actually, could because you know, the common conception of Graham Sunis is that he's very anti-Tottenham, mm. um, you know, and and how that's yeah. not actually quite as straightforward as all that. I think, I think, I, I'd really recommend listening to that episode. Actually, yeah, anyone who hasn't heard it, because Graham Sunis is uh, he definitely has a persona on Sky, which yeah. he kind of uh, is probably um, paid to you know maintain. Um, but yeah, he was um, he he. he he played in the under 19s no sorry the under 6 oh god i can't remember which under 17s uh with with steve and um and and uh, a few of the other guys and 
and he's he, he's he's actually whether or not he was just saying it for the podcast, but he's 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 quite he speaks quite fondly of Spurs, and uh, and he and he also kind of speaks about the possibility of that of being part of that midfield with uh, with with Steve and Glenn Hoddle and Aussie, um, and and Graham Souness, which would have been. He's, he's, he has admitted that in in rare unguarded moments on on Sky as well, where he's kind of let his defenses down, and the whole the whole of the footballing world has kind of collapsed into sort of like shock. Like, what what are you, Graham? What are you saying? With all you know, all this time where you've been like, it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, I've, I've got. A, I've got a soft spot for Spurs. <laughs> what? Yeah. But, by, but by all accounts, Roy Keane was a Spurs fan growing he up was. as well. Yeah, and, he was. And, um, and and again, you wonder how much of what he said. And then and then you also have with um, with Glenn Hoddle. You know, he gets a lot of criticism for being very uh, like anti-Spurs in his commentary. Whereas obviously, like Manchester United have have their cheerleader in Gary Neville, and Liverpool have Jamie Carragher. So it's like why? And, and none of them hide their their bias. So why can't Glenn? be a bit more biased for Spurs but he um we did an event with him um pre I think it was before the West Ham game a few a, a few weeks ago at the uh, Le Royale banking suite just across the road from the ground up from the bricklayers um where like Mickey has been doing these kind of, Mickey Graham Roberts have been doing these kind of pre-match events with with ex-players before most of the home games this season and and yeah we had Glenn come to come to one and uh and he was and he was he was talking quite openly about the criticism he gets from Spurs fans for his perceived and he says he literally can't help himself. He's he's he, he he's trying so hard not to be calling Spurs us and we, and 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 that he ends up pushing himself too far the other way. And he listens back to himself, and he's like, "Yeah, I didn't mean to sound quite that mm-hmm. negative, you know." So, so yeah, I think he was told in no in no uncertain terms on that day to just uh, you know let himself go, just cheerlead. Interesting. Okay. Right. Well, we've been going on for ages, <laughs> longer than I thought. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with an on this day. And is it appropriate, I think, since we've been talking about some of the um players from the 80s that uh are on this day is us winning the uh UEFA Cup in 1984 against Anderlecht uh on penalties, uh which was the second leg that happened on this day. Um so well done to the lads for that. Uh Quick shout outs uh, to We Are Tottenham Pie and Mash, also to Redemption, who are obviously on kind of downtime now until the beginning of the season. But you can go and check out everything that they do online and visit their online shop and stock up on their beer from there. Um, so, Tom, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a good chat. It's been good to reflect over what has been a, a very... Uh, successful week very joyous week um thanks so much for having me no problem no problem welcome back anytime uh we've been the far side spurs podcast thank you and good night coys i'm on you spurs